Everybody jump, 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 jump. I said a hip, the hip, the hip, the hip, 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 you don't stop. Rap, 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 rap. I will definitely call you back later then. Come on, wrap it up. Big sharp it up. Okay, you don't wrap up the circle thing. Come on. Commissioner Parker, wrap it up, please. Okay. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Wrap it up. That's a wrap. Time to have a couple of friends here in studio with me as we talk about various news items from the week. Today, we've got uh, former Scammy County Sheriff's Office uh, deputy and also longtime civil rights advocate uh, and activist Ellison Bennett. Good morning. And, uh, and Jeremy Evans, former, I always forget, chair of the, tell me. Um, currently the treasurer of the state republican party thank you we have elections in a couple weeks it may change oh so. oh okay all right fair enough good enough uh so uh we have a couple of folks here in, t- in uh, the studio to talk about different things one thing i want to talk with you guys about obviously the uh we have the we have the sort of the national version of this um in in, in one sense with the horrible events in memphis and tyree nichols and then locally um not the same story at all because we're not talking about cop misbehavior but we've had these shootings these you know terrible spate of shootings and of course the sheriff's office is investigating working on we finally arrested somebody yesterday in connection with that um so that's a good news update of sorts let's start with that uh ellison once again we see this rash of what seemed to be you know revenge based shootings in pensacola what's going on here well you have a lot of young people that have no respect for life itself Mm -hmm. and they feel that the only way you can resolve a issue is by violence um I want every minister in Escambia County, I said this before, go to a five-block radius around your church and go out there and minister to those people because you can have meetings. They're not coming to you. Mm-hmm. You got to go to where the problem is. Um, the violence need to stop. I, I, I believe uh, the guys that's doing these murders and these shootings should be prosecuted to the letter of the law. Is there a? I'm always looking for a solution. Yeah. Right. And I love your advice about you know get out and go door to door if you're a minister. Get out and meet people and learn who they are and talk to them and don't just talk to mom and dad. Talk to the kids and all 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 of that Uh, because you know you already know they're not coming to you necessarily. So go out to them. And and look, uh, you know I'm not a young minority poor teenager involved in gun violence. I know, you know, there's a lot of demographic and experiential differences between me and them. What's missing for them? What, or what, what, what is the thing that can be done? Maybe not necessarily for the ones who are involved now, but for the, for these guys, say 10 years ago, you know what I mean? What, what's, what ingredient is missing in the citizens production pipeline, if you will, for them? I know for a fact that you have to have, a parental involvement. You have to have some type of base foundation. With myself, I came up in a Baptist church. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father was in the Navy. He was deployed most of the time. Uh, but I went to church, mm-hmm. and that was a base. Uh, we need more mentors in our community that get to these young men at an early age. And some someone asked, what is the early age? six, seven, eight years old, when they, their mind is still developing, and, and tell them, listen, you can be a positive, productive citizen. And, and that's where it got to start, at an early age. Jeremy, thoughts? So I think that the, 
in the political world, the sheriff's running for sheriff again. The first thing people talk to when they talk about the sheriffs, they talk about crime rates. Right. The reality is the sheriff doesn't have a lot to do with the crime rates. What right. the sheriff can do and what the sheriff should be doing is uh, how many people will talk to the sheriff's office? What relationships has the sheriff and his team developed in some of these communities that when something happens and they go knock on the door, somebody answers it and somebody communicates to them as opposed to you know that kind of sometimes you get silence that comes back because there's just not a lack of there's there's a lack of trust there and then secondly i think something that you've talked about earlier this week i am a a big proponent of vouchers Mm -hmm. comma however i do think that you have to solve the issue of how do you not allow the, the the students who are low income maybe don't have transportation to get from where they are to a different school and what you end up with is is people have who have means Mm -hmm. can get out of their school to a better school. And then you just have schools that are left with not much money because people didn't choose to go there and not much opportunity, which we kind of see at the moment. And I think that when you talk about crime rates, you should be talking more about schools and you talk about sheriff's deputies because that's where things, that's where opportunity, hope and all that stuff starts. And you see in our community and some of our uh, rougher neighborhoods, the schools in those communities aren't, aren't great. One was shut down and I, they, we're going to be reopened by a magnet school, but then that has some problems with it. And and how do we solve that? That's the problem, in my opinion, when you start when you talk about crime rates, as opposed to talking about how many sheriff's deputies are that are on the street. Yeah, and this issue of uh, school choice, which, as you know, I'm a big advocate for, uh, the argument that sometimes gets made in defense of the public school system is you're going to take the better kids out, and then what's going to happen to those schools when only the the kids who either you know don't have the money can't get out you're you're leaving essentially the the most challenging or challenged ones behind and you know i've always taken the 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 view that i don't know that i can hold back the one who can leave for the benefit of the others but the argument is fair that what you have left behind is you know the the dnf schools become even worse and you know implode basically if uh if you can get some of the kids out so you know how do we solve for that problem but yeah i think that technology in the future is wide open you know it it may be five years from now or less that self-driving autonomous vehicles are able to get students from low cost from point A to point B. For the transportation slice. For the transportation slice. issue right. in which you really are able to give people full access and full opportunity. Uh, and I think Escambia County, you know, I think this is not what I hear from everybody. Elementary school is pretty good. High school is pretty good. Middle school is not great. Mm-hmm. And that's the piece here in Escambia County, I think that has to be fixed. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a minute. It is The Wrap. We're talking with uh, Ellison Bennett and uh, Jeremy Evans. We'll come back and talk about uh, policing and race, some of the stuff that we've seen out of Memphis, of course, related to that. If you are a small business owner and you have employees and you're trying to think about payroll and benefits and human resources management and all that, and you don't have a good grip on it or you feel like maybe just it'd be nice to have somebody else handle that for you to make sure you're doing the best for your employees. Listen, that's why you call Torgerson and Causey. They are a wonderful local employee benefits agency. They've been around for more than two decades, and we've been using them here for, I think, about five years, four or five years, something like that, and they're fantastic. Um, and basically, every time we call them, they have an answer. If they don't immediately have it, they will get right back to us, and uh, they gave us options we didn't have before. So they're wonderful. News Radio and Cat Country, we've been using them, like I said, for several years. So get a free, no-obligation review of what you're doing right now. Find out if they can maybe improve it for you or just make it simpler. 433-9996. Check them out online at TC. 
ccbenefitsgroup.com. And taking a look at our traffic, it uh, looks like Nine Mile Road showing another accident. This is uh, one of the entrances into Navy Federal, Navy Federal Way, West Nine Mile and Navy Federal. Not showing a roadblock there, showing a, it looks like it is down to one lane at Nine Mile and Pine Forest. That's the intersection. The intersection's clear. Nine Mile is backed up. That's also eastbound. An accident at I-10 eastbound at mile marker 5, the turnoff to Nine Mile, and then another accident that we've been watching, I-10 eastbound mile marker 7. Now that eastbound, I-10 uh, eastbound is down to one lane. Certainly, if you see an accident, let us know. 437-1620. If you have traffic tips, uh, this is brought to you by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Uh, they've been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel, bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more at research, education, and support at Crohn's Colitis Foundation.org. What's fun and happening in Pensacola? You'll find out as the City of Pensacola Parks and Recreation Department talks about it here, Pensacola Expert Panel. Join us each month as we detail what's going on in your resource centers, parks, recreation programs, and the Community Maritime Park. It's a great month to get out and play, Pensacola. Tune in this morning at 9.30. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Pensacola right now with Bobby Rossi. Afternoons 4 to 7. After Dave Ramsey on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. You can't cancel us. We're in public access. Welcome back. 848 here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. And uh, we've got Allison Bennett here in studio and Jeremy Evans here in studio for the wrap, talking about, you know, all the things that have been gone on this week. And um, we haven't talked yet, and I want to talk about uh, Allison, you and I have talked about this a little bit on the air, but uh, the events in Memphis. The overwhelming evaluation from law enforcement folks uh, that I have talked to is um, whatever was going on there, it wasn't law enforcement. Right. That, that's just whatever we don't really know the explanation if there even is one but whatever was happening there was not law enforcement it was certainly criminal activity that's obvious just from watching the video but the the question that i had that this had kind of come up in conversation is the question of black cops and their relationship to the black communities that they are you know often tasked with policing and you were i mean you worked in, yes. in haines city uh yes. you were um you were sheriff's deputy here yes. and so you have direct experience in this we sometimes hear that it is harder for black officers to police because they're distrusted more. Uh, sometimes hear that it's easier because they look like the community they're policing. Uh, we sometimes hear that um, they over police in order to prove to the white cops that they're on board on the right. I mean, there's all of these questions and I don't know. You have personal experience. You tell me. Well, first of all, those five officers or seven should not be allowed to serve as police officers ever again. Uh, they committed a criminal act. So the crime in Memphis in a certain area was so severe, they say, well, let's form a task force and name it Scopian. Well, you cannot lose sight of the oath you took to serve and protect. 
So these guys feel like we can go into a neighborhood and do anything we want. We got a badge and a gun, and, and the system is going to support us. They, the fine line between being an officer and a criminal, they crossed that line. Mm-hmm. They did a criminal act. Um, so somebody, one of those officers, should have said, hey, we're not going to do this. And that did not happen. Yeah, there was, I mean, it's it's a horrible sequence of video to watch because yes. you, you, you see, and it wasn't just like one thing that went yes. wrong. It was, oh, well, that is a crime. And then you'd have a little bit of time. And oh, that is a whole nother crime. And then you have a little bit of time. You're like, oh my God, again, with, yes. you know, like nobody took any of the off ramps, uh, you know, to whatever degree they had training, they certainly did not follow it or it was atrocious if, you know, they were honoring their training. Jeremy, when you, you saw that video, you've heard people talk about this, your thoughts. Um, I mean, I think there's a couple of things. I think one is, uh, anytime you talk about any group of people and you say, this this whole group is this this whole group is this is flawed thinking right they are good they are bad there's positive yep. there's negative within every group of people um i think earlier we were talking about in general the uh the lack of respect for life that that exists throughout many aspects of our community i think that makes it i'm not what the five officers i'm not defending the five officers i just would not want to be a police officer in a lot of the country in just in general right now because you never know what's coming at you i think the thing that is um my feeling as you saw the protests and and things that have happened over the past five to six years the protests were um the 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 match was what happened the explosion was the lack of accountability Mm -hmm. to what happened and in this situation there was the immediate accountability and but i think people have asked the question is the immediate accountability because we've gotten to the place that we're going to place accountability on officers or is this a situation that we place accountability because they were african-american officers yeah and i think that that is a question that i have heard that i don't know that i my belief is that we were holding people accountable to what happened regardless of the color of their skin i'm not in the the da's office and the people are making those decisions um but i think that that in this situation, what may have calmed some of the, the, the protests have been civil, have been relatively peaceful, is because accountability was had in this situation and it was quick and swift. Right. Uh, you know, we'll remain to see what happens as these people get their, you know, proper trials. As but we go there, through the, the process, right. The, that there was immediate accountability. Ab- absolutely. Uh, Ellison, I, I kind of want to ask you again, because I maybe didn't, uh, I wasn't as clear with my question, but I was, I've, I've been curious, I've been wanting to ask you this specifically is, when you were a cop, yes, did you find that it was a barrier, the fact that you were black, or did you find that that was an advantage, the fact that you were black in dealing particularly in, in, with, in with some criminals cases, among the black community? It was a barrier because I can tell you that uh, in Haines City in the uh, middle 70s, mm-hmm. I, I was told the first day out on the road, arrest all the black people you want, but don't arrest a white person. Wow. I looked at my my sergeant and said, I'm certified by the state of Florida. Yeah. If a person violate the law, I'm going to do my job. Uh, I decided to run for the city council, and I, I won. <laughs> Good for <laughs> and, you, right? Uh, so I had more influence over the city police department. But uh, let me say this. And, and, Jeremy, you got good and bad people in life itself. Just because a person put on a uniform and a badge don't make them a good person. 
It has to be in their heart. In the beginning, I'm going to go there and do a professional job and do it to the best of my ability. Now, addressing whether the five officers was white or black, it hurts me more because I've seen racism and hatred and bigotry firsthand in my life. And for these guys to say, it's okay, after you tase this guy and, and pepper sprayed him, get up, show me your hands. My God, he's on the ground. He's bleeding on the inside. He could not do this. I'm glad the chief of police was very swift, and, and, and whether they were white, black, Mexican, or whatever, they violated the law, and that's what we need, swift action, and I agree that that's why you didn't have mass riots in Memphis. Yeah, n- most definitely. 855 on News Radio 92.3. It's The Wrap. We're talking with Jeremy Evans and Ellison Bennett. Candy's got traffic on the fives. Uh, watching a few areas of concern. We've been watching this all morning. I-10 eastbound at mile marker 7 and mile marker 5, showing two vehicle crashes, and it is backed up. The closest intersection, although, again, the intersection is clear, is 9 Mile and Pine Forest, although 9 Mile is backed up to Navy Federal and another accident at Navy Federal Way and 9 Mile. Pine Forest and Sweetheart Lane in Pensacola showing an accident with uh, no roadblock this morning. And then Highway 90. Uh, in Milton, the bridge, I am showing a roadblock there, and that is eastbound as you're making your way into Pensacola. Uh, certainly, if you know different, you see something, uh, let us know. 437 1620. You can text in your traffic tips. News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. You know, if you're uh, getting ready to buy a used vehicle, I strongly recommend Frontier Motors. It's a great place to buy good quality cars that are a year, two, three years old, low mileage, great prices, great condition, but also a great place to sell good quality used cars. I mean, you think about it, if people need to buy the cars, they buy 100, 150, 200 of them a month, well, they also have to buy cars in order to replace their inventory. They do it from lease programs, they do it from auctions, that's where our car actually came from, an auction in Orlando that we bought, our Honda Odyssey, but the point is, they need inventory. So, if you have a good quality used car that you're trying to figure out what you want to do with it and you want to sell it instead of trading it in, uh, instead of selling it yourself online and going through all of the fun that it is (laughs) to try to sell a car yourself and all of the stress that that can bring. Uh, just go to Frontier. In about 15 minutes, I'll give you a price. They'll offer you a check, and you know that'll be it. Or if you think you want to do a little bit better than that, they can do consignment sales for you too. No problem. Whatever you want to do, Frontier Motors is a great place to buy or sell good quality used vehicles. For more than 25 years behind the Big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway, be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. 857 on News Radio 92.3. Uh, we, we always run out of time so quickly. Um, but I did want to get just a quick uh, question for both of you. Permitless carry, permitless concealed carry, which is not open carrying of handguns, but concealed carry of handguns without having to get a government license. Alabama already has this, the law said about half the states actually already have this as the law. Florida is almost certainly going to pass this law. It was just unveiled this week, the bill. Uh, your thoughts about having people carrying without permits, Jeremy? I I don't think that there's any significant data throughout the rest of the country where they have it to show that those citizens, there's increased crime rates, increased shootings. If anything, it's maybe decreased. And so I think that there's nothing in the data throughout the rest of the country to suggest that it's anything for us to worry about for citizens to carry guns, you know, legally concealed. Right now we have permitless carry. I would assume Right now we have permit carry. Permit, permit yep. carry. Right now we have permit carry. My assumption would be most of the people who are... I don't think going to permitless carry is going to dramatically increase the number of people who are concealed carrying their weapons here in the state of Florida, regardless of whether or not they have a permit or not. Yeah, to, to me, it's almost accelerating the time scale. Yeah. They can do it immediately if they want to. I, Allison? I, I would like to see some age limit uh, on uh, it. Still, still you I, have to be 21. I, I, I wouldn't like to see a 16-year-old. Yeah, which you can't, right. Carrying, you know, I mean, come on. 
Uh, but we have to have accountability. Uh, what is a person's mental state of mind that can conceal or open carry, go to a local store, get in an argument with someone, and then pull out his weapon and fire? We, we, we just have to have accountability. Who's carrying these weapons and what are they intent? Well, and that's, you know, that's kind of the argument for the permit is that you have training, you have registration and background checks and all of that. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of the conversation. Last thing, Jeremy, I would be remiss if I didn't say I know you're a big Eagles fan. You happy? I am, I am ecstatic. Uh, Ellison Bennett, you are a uh, Bengals fan. You uh, you think the Eagles are going to win? I love Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe Burrow is fun, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I, I've watched this guy play. No, he's good. Story, he's fun. But, uh, I, I really like to see for... Hey, that's it. That's it for the wrap. Jeremy Listen Allison, thank you so much. 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.